Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. Welcome everyone to the Launcher Live Show podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you not only master live video. So we want to get you launching your live show, but we also want you to be more confident on camera. Isn't that right, Jim? Absolutely. And I think a lot of times that's the one of the biggest things that keeps people from moving forward and getting started is, is fear. And it's not just in podcasting, but in a lot of things in life and live streaming as well. I mean, you know, we started this podcast, probably could have started something like this a long time ago, but mm-hmm. we've also are going ahead and overcoming our fear. And we're not even on camera. We're just on on audio. Absolutely. And what's really interesting is that, you know, the thing we've done differently lately is that we've said, you know what, every single day we're going to meet, we're going to record an episode or two and then publish those out. And, you know, I think I like to give people this advice, get better 1% every day. And that could be just, you know, instead of just talking about that idea, start to take the necessary steps to put things into place. For example, if you want to get into live video, maybe the first thing you need to do is assess your equipment. You know, what kind of webcam do I have? What kind of microphone? You know, so make sure you get the right equipment, but then also be doing things such as, you know, as you and I've talked about before, uh, building a spreadsheet of all the topics that you want to focus on or, you know, deciding what kind of show you actually want to launch because there are so many different types of ways that you can use live video in your business. So today, what's the topic we're going to talk about, Jim? Well, today we're going to talk about nine different ways you can overcome the fear of being on camera. And I think the first area we wanted to really start with that almost seems, well, it seems fundamental to us, is you want to check your equipment beforehand. And what do I mean by that? Well, when you sit down at your live streaming station, mm-hmm. when you go live, you're not going to have a chance to make those adjustments. Mm-hmm. So it's important to be looking at things like your microphone and where it's placed. Is it working? Your camera, is it connected properly to your device? Or if you're using your cell phone, right? Do you mm-hmm. have a fully charged battery or, or a power source to it? Your computer, believe it or not, you're going to want to restart it because you get cookies and cash and all kinds of things going on that you need to clear out. And you really want to minimize the number of tabs that you have open when you do go live. And then of course, you know, we kind of joke about this, but if you're standing or sitting, if you're sitting in a chair, is it a squeaky chair? You know, sometimes these office chairs make noises and and that noise can get picked up on your audio. So those, those are some of the things I think about. What do you got anything you want to add to that list or I, I think those are all really great points that I want to kind of elaborate on a couple of those. So for example, we talked about the microphone and the camera, making sure that it works, for example. And the reason you want to check those is because, for example, even if you use that microphone and that camera for other applications, 
what can often happen sometimes is the application you're using, it might update, for example, or maybe it's hijacked the microphone or the camera. And then when you go to actually use it, it doesn't work. So that's getting into the point of like restarting your computer. So when you restart your computer, oftentimes that will actually fix it. You know, it'll release whatever, you know, system preference was being used by a certain application. So restart your computer. But then in addition to that, it goes to your point of minimizing how many tabs you have open in Google Chrome, for example, you know, and the reason you want to restart that machine is because live video takes up a fair amount of resources. So for example, if you're trying to do live video and you've got a hundred tabs open or even 20 or 10 tabs, you want to make sure you restarted that computer. Now, I know one tool that you and I use to help us. So for example, instead of having to bookmark all of these different tabs, we use a Google Chrome extension. It's called OneTab. And we'll put that in the show notes. That's a great tool for minimizing all of your tabs into basically a big bookmarked area. And you can easily recall them. But that will actually free up your resources. Now, I know, obviously, you mentioned lighting. We mentioned, obviously, you know, checking that chair to make sure it's not squeaking. Uh, all of this, though, is really important, checking all this equipment, because when you want to go on camera and you're scared of going on camera, if you have any sort of issue, people are, you know, typically predicated to just like if one thing goes wrong, it's like, oh, I can't do this live stream anymore. And you have to continue to push through. So by checking your equipment beforehand, you ensure that it actually is working just fine. You know, and you don't actually have to go live before your show. You can typically most of these software. So for example, if we're using StreamYard, there's, you know, behind the scenes, there's a dashboard that we log into that our guests get, you know, that we can go in, we can check people's audio level, we can make the adjustments you know, and make sure everything is right before we hit the go live button. So, you know, I definitely, so item number one, check your equipment beforehand. Jim, what's a second thing that somebody needs to do to help them overcome their fear of being on camera? Well, I would say before you even do that first broadcast, you mm -hmm. need to do your research. Okay. And why is this are, important? Are, well, you've got to know what you're going to be talking about, whether it's an interview, whether it's you as a a solo broadcaster talking about something that you want to share with your audience. You want to make sure you have everything outlined and know what you're talking about. One, it helps with the whole aspect of preparation. Mm -hmm. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is how much goes into actually going on camera or even like if you think of radio shows. I mean, this is just like producing a TV show. Yeah, absolutely. And so I don't think people think about that. So if I'm not prepared, it's going to show. I'm going to start stumbling because I'm reaching. So you really, you've got to have it scripted out. You know, whatever you're doing the research on, that's really, I think, one of the one of the key things is, you know, do, do your homework. I 100% agree with you on that. You know, research is key. You know, and again, it's also going to do this. It's going to alleviate the pressure. So for example, you know, if you haven't done your research, you know, and it's not the fake it till you make it approach that you need to take. You need to sound confident on camera. And one way to do that is to know the material, you know, you know, the material inside and out. So for example, you know, Jim, when we were in school, for example, you know, we always studied for a test. We did lessons, we did quizzes. And then when it got time to take a test, you know, we were ready because we've, we've been drilled so many times with that information. Now, here's the thing in the real world, 
you have to do your own research. You have to do your own homework, basically. So if you're going to talk about a topic, make sure you are a sharing factual information. So don't just, you know, pull things out of thin air, you know, because a, it also damages your credibility, but do the research ahead of time. Uh, you know, it will help you feel a lot less stressed. And, you know, then like, as you do more videos, more live videos, you're going to feel much more confident as you do more and more and more of them. So what's next, Jim? How else do I need to feel? What do I need to do to overcome my fear of being on camera? Practice, practice, practice. Before you go live that first time, a lot of these programs will actually let you go live, but record it. Or just go live on maybe as an example, your personal Facebook profile, go live in a private group. So you get the feeling and, and not only that, you get to see how you look. You get to get used to the sound of your own voice. I know a lot mm -hmm. of times I remember back back in the days of cassette tapes. You may remember this, Christian, when you could record your own voice. You used to say I used to be like, oh, my gosh, I can't stand the sound of my own voice. Mm -hmm. But over time, because I have been doing this uh, you know, for a while and you've been doing it even longer, you get used to your voice and it doesn't bother me like it used to many years ago. Definitely, you know, in practice, it's important, super important, you know, like let's use a sports analogy. So people that follow a lot of professional sports, people don't just get to the level they're at because they have the skill. There's very few of those people, you know, that are destined to be great at a sport. They have to work, they have to practice. So, you know, in their off time, they're not over there, you know, like they're not just playing basketball, for example, during the game in their off time, you know, they're shooting free throws, they're shooting three pointers, they're shooting field goals, you know, they're doing things to make themselves better in their respective sport. And the same thing applies to you as a live streamer. So, you know, if you want to get better at it, you need to do more of them. And I'm not saying, well, you have to be booked 24 seven on a live video or a live video show. It's about being consistent with doing the show, but also at the same time, you know, doing things to, again, move yourself forward a little bit by a little bit. So practice, practice, practice. You can never practice too much. What's next, Jim? Well, I think we've done our research. We've practiced. We've done that pre-button pressing equipment check. Go live with that first broadcast. But the biggest thing is keep it simple. Maybe that first episode is telling people why you're going live. You're not necessarily ready to you know, give your best stuff because you're going to be in the process of audience building, which we're going to talk about in future episodes. So keep it simple. I think that's, uh, you know, that's one of the things I think that, you know, don't overthink it. I mean, get started. What do you think? Oh, absolutely agree with that. And so, you know, keeping it simple, that means things such as instead of having, for example, a really elaborate background or, you know, I'm trying to have this, you know, really heavily produced show. I'm just adding a couple of different elements. So for example, maybe I'm adding a lower third that's just a basic text color, for example, with my logo as a separate, you know, addition, like just some really simple things versus saying, okay, well, hey, I want to do sound effects and I want to do a call-in show. And, you know, I also want to bring in multiple guests as well. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes when you are trying to produce a live video show. So keep it simple if it's your first or your 50th broadcast. You know, when I launched Social Chatter, my weekly social media marketing talk show, 
I started out with just going live on camera. And then as the tools progressed and I was given additional features and different options I could use, I then incorporated those at some point into my show. So for example, I didn't have an intro or an outro video, but now I do. I'm 200 and something episodes in. So I've added at different points additional features to heighten the broadcast. I didn't just start off with all of that. So to me, you know, keep it simple, you know, and again, also like less is more in a lot of times, I think, especially when it comes to live video, it's the information people want. It's not how slickly produced your show is. So Jim, what other ways can I use to overcome my fear of being on camera? I think the biggest thing initially is don't be afraid to keep your video short. It doesn't have to be, you know, an hour, two hours long. Mm -hmm. You tend to find yourself rambling, kind of goes back to the point of research. What are the key points you're going to get across? I mean, even as an analogy in Toastmasters, which I'm a member of, Mm -hmm. most of our speeches are six to eight minutes long. Mm -hmm. And in that time, you've got your, your main focus, you've got three maybe supporting points, and then you wrap it up. So maybe look at doing some 10-minute videos. And and the reason I say 10 minutes, in some aspects, from an algorithm standpoint, you're going to get more viewership on a platform like Facebook, if you're starting out with Facebook, by having 10-minute videos as opposed to having something that's too short. And and so that's that's one thought as well. So definitely keep your videos short. I think that is a really important point to make you know, for helping you overcome that fear of being on camera. And that also sort of aligns with the whole practice, practice, practice thing. So for example, I have a script that I've run through, you know, every single show is, you know, there's certain parts, there's an intro, there's a welcome. And then it's like, Hey, we're going to get into the topics. And then, you know, we progress through that script the entire time. But the thing is I practice it every single time I review it. So I do my research before I'm about to go live And then we also know that we want to value our audience's time, whether they're, you know, listening to a podcast or they're joining us for a live video. We want to make sure that we keep those videos short because we value their time as well. You know, if we're rambling on for a 60 minute video after that video, one thing I'd always tell people to do is check your analytics. Look at how long people are actually listening or watching your video content. If you're spending 60 minutes of your time and then some additional time practicing and testing equipment and doing your research, you're putting in, you know, three to five hours, for instance. And if, if people are, you know, only watching maybe a couple of minutes, hmm, maybe I need to test some things out, try to, you know, shorten the length of the show. Um, So, you know, definitely keep those videos short. And again, also, if you test different lengths, as you get more confident on camera, you know, you can then you know, adjust your show. So as you need to add more to it, you can lengthen the show or shorten it. The key thing is, you know, to make sure that you use as much time as you need to get your point across, but you also be very succinct with, you know, the information you are sharing. So Jen, we've talked about, what is that? Three, four, five, five ways so far that you can overcome your fear of being on camera. What other ways do you want to share with listeners? Big, big thing that we don't always think about is our eye contact, because what we tend to have happen with our eyes, especially if we're on a even if we're on a phone, but on a computer is if we've got a guest on mm-hmm. and because we're seeing them on our screen as we're looking at our guest mm-hmm. 
as opposed to the camera. So it becomes a aspect of a lot of times you actually have to look up and your guest or your screen is in your peripheral vision. Mm -hmm. And on a cell phone, the camera is not always in the middle of the phone. It may be at the top. It may be at the side, depending on the device you use. But if you don't keep that eye contact with your camera, it makes you appear as if you're disinterested or that you're looking somewhere else. So that just becomes something to practice. And that's where the practice comes in, right? Practice looking at your camera, recording, looking at your camera. So then when you watch the replay, you'll get an idea of, do I have my camera at the right level? Do I have my uh, everything adjusted so that I can make sure, because you're talking to the audience and -hmm. you want the audience to connect with you. And as I like to say, sometimes the eyes are the windows to the soul. So let them Mm -hmm. see your eyes. I think that's a good point. You know, and one other little tip actually that I like to do is I might take a photo. So for example, if you're, for instance, recording a live video and there's no one else in your office or in the room that you're recording in, it can be a very lonely place, but you have to think about it like this. You have to think about, you know what? I'm talking to my audience. They can't necessarily see me. So I have to seem like I am very interested. So for example, you know, take your smartphone, you know, if you're using it for your live video, understandable, but if you're not, and you're on a laptop or a desktop, put your smartphone out of the way because you know, when I turn myself to the side and look at my phone, it clearly looks like, Hey, I don't care about the people on camera. So, you know, I think that's really important. Um, the other thing I also think that's very important as well. This is a little tip actually is, you know, if you're in a room and there's no one else in that room, why don't you take a photo, print it out and stick it on the top of your computer, wherever your webcam is so that it actually does look like an audience you are speaking to. So, you know, I know it sounds a little juvenile, but uh, I definitely think that it helps people who are broadcasting in a room where there's no one else there. It's just you. So, Jen, we talked about maintaining eye contact. What are some other things that I can do to, you know, help me overcome that fear of being on camera? Because we know it's a scary place, especially if you're just doing your first live videos. Right. Well, you got to remember your posture and your hands because you're on camera And if you're slouching, people can see you're slouching. And if you're using hand movements, depending on the size of your view field, you may be putting your throwing your hands out of the field of view. So Mm -hmm. I think it's good to use your hands because sometimes that can help with emphasis. Mm -hmm. But make sure you understand where your hands are in relation to your camera. Definitely. I think that's that's a great point, actually. You know, and also just think about like this, if if you're trying to basically peer into your audience's eyes, obviously they're not there and you're using your hands, it does distract from your voice. So keep that in mind, you know, and that's a very simple thing, but it's a hard thing. I mean, I almost want to tell people, Hey, you know what? Just sit on your hands when you're doing your live video and just talk into the microphone. And this way you don't have to, you know, um, you're not moving your hands in front of the camera and distracting people. So, uh, we talked about posture. We talked about hands, maintaining eye contact. What are a couple other things that, uh, people, need to pay attention to, you know, that can help them overcome that fear of them being on camera. Well, you hit on it earlier and and it's kind of a way to reemphasize it is it's about progress and not perfection by getting better, like 1% every time you go live, you're going to get better. Right. I I read a book by, I think it's Chris, uh, Critmas or, Mm -hmm. and it's called start ugly, right? Mm -hmm. Get started 
don't worry about being perfect. None of us are perfect. You know, I, I like to say the the P in perfection is poison. Oh, that's Just a good one. Get progressing. I think that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, and that's the unfortunate side to a lot of things is that, you know, people see like they see all these other live shows and they want to imitate them. But the thing is, like all those people had they started somewhere, you know, and they didn't start with a huge audience. You know, they didn't start with a very elaborate setup. They didn't have a very nice background or any of that kind of stuff. Like they just hit, you know, they hit live, go live on their camera. And then they started to mold that show into what they wanted it to be. You know, and I think that's really important. I mean, don't just assume, okay, you know what? I'm going to be just like some of these professional live streamers or some of these, you know, uh, when you watch like the news, you're going to see people that are, you know, they're basically going live, but they're using much different hardware. And so, you know, your shows are not necessarily going to look the same. They have an entire team of more than one person or even more than two people running their shows, you know? And so it does take a lot more work and a lot more effort. So the key thing is strive for progress, not perfection. Okay. So what's the last way that people can overcome their fear of being on camera? Well, just don't panic, right? Have fun. You should, if you're really passionate about sharing your message Mm -hmm. with your audience, you're not going to do it if you're scared. And so just don't panic, have fun, smile when you're on camera, make the audience want to connect Mm -hmm. with you. I mean, just by smiling, right? That makes me want to smile when I see people smiling. It's okay to laugh at, you know, make, you know, be lighthearted. I mean, maybe I have a serious show. I get that, but just don't panic. We all had to start somewhere. And I think as you do more shows, you'll get more comfortable and it'll be no different than riding a bike. Definitely. I love the advice that you've shared, you know, with, uh, with the listeners, you know, and I mean, the key thing is, I mean, if you want to be more confident on camera, the key thing is you need to do the research and you need to practice and then go live, you know, but again, don't be afraid. Like when I look at my first YouTube videos, I did, it was like, I was embarrassed. I look at them now and I'm like, wow, my audio could be better. My lighting is really bad. You know, oh, I made it way too long. It could have been much shorter. So, you know, again, you have to start and then improve. You can't just, you know, publish and, oh, hey, yay, it's going to look perfect. Uh, everything takes, you know, you have to see what your audience is interested in, you know, and here's the thing by you being more confident on camera. So like if you're scared of being on camera, you know, the more you do these, the more you practice, the more you do the research, the better your shows are going to look and you'll actually notice a big difference, you know, and um, I just, I can't encourage you enough to, you know, just hit the live button, you know, obviously make sure you straighten the background, do some of those things as well. But by making sure you follow these different ways to overcome your fear of being on camera, um, what it's going to do also is it's going to alleviate a lot of the pressure that you have on yourself. So, you know, if you're striving for perfection, if you minimize that and say, hey, you know what, I'm going to do this show and I'm going to then assess how it went, that's less pressure. It's less you have to think about. You know, if I do the research, then I'm not going to necessarily be saying a lot of ums and uhs during the show. I could talk about that topic or that subject for hours, you know, and at the same time, if I'm rambling on and on and on, don't be afraid also to ask for some feedback from people as well. So if you've got an audience, uh, you know, make sure you reach out to them, you know, for any sort of feedback and don't dismiss the feedback as well that people give you, because if they say, Hey, you know what? Your live video is really long. 
you know, and I got tired in the middle of it. Don't, don't be defensive. And I think a lot of people have a tendency to do that. Again, you want to take the information they give you and improve what it is you do. Now, it's not to say, well, hey, I have to listen to everyone else as opposed to myself. But again, it's about getting you over that fear of being on camera. So if you've never been on camera and someone else has, ask those people for advice, you know, and uh, this way it'll help you overcome your fear of being on camera. Uh, by the way, Jim, if people have any additional, you know, questions or they have any other recommendations on ways that they can overcome their fear of being on camera, you know, they can leave questions at launcher.live forward slash EP six. So feel free to go there, by the way, if you have questions or you want to also add some additional ideas of how you have overcome your fear of being on camera. Uh, with that, Jim, we're going to wrap things up, but uh, we hope to see you all next week. Thanks a lot for joining us. See you later. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.